The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up the King's Coast Coffee. Welcome to episode 119 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's not Kevin this time. It's me. Kevin's dead. Uh, he's no longer here. So I'm. it's my show now. <laughs> no, Kevin's here. He's Hi. all right. He's alive. Hi, Kevin. It'd be really funny if I was just, you just did a whole solo show and I just laid there like that. You just sat there and just listened? Just like, no, like that is like, oh, I didn't see that part. That'd be really good. Oh, yeah, I was just dead the whole time. Maybe for Halloween, we'll do that. <laughs> I like Tim that. We'll just do a solo episode and I'll be dead the entire You're time. You're just dead. Yeah. Cosplay. What if we had you like dressed up as like burnt Anakin? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, you just burnt Anakin. Did you ever get Make your sure. Mandalorian costume, by the way? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Oh, God. Yeah. I was gonna say if if you're not gonna be Mando this year, I, I want to be working. Mando. He said he they, I emailed the guy and they said they're working on it, so we'll see. I could be uh, Burnt Anakin and you could be Obi Wan. Hello there. And we'll just bring a rock or something, and you could just stand on the rock when we go to you know wherever we gotta go. I don't know the high ground. Did you hear they're naming a mountain after you and McGregor in Scotland? And what are they gonna call it? Uh, it's either McGregor or Kenobi. I can't remember. Oh, dude, if it's like Mount Kenobi, that'd Scott be awesome. Unless it was some sort of fake news that I saw, but let's see. We'd have to put you on like a gurney or something if we were going to roll you around. So we'd have to like cover your legs. Like a little, like a little, little wagon. Oh, this is probably fake because it's from iFunny.co. Oh, God damn it! What is that, like the comedic version of The Onion? Probably. Scotland's tallest mountain to be renamed Kenobi in honor of Ewan McGregor. And then I think that's fun. I think that would be really, I don't know, that sounds clever. They love him there. That sounds like good old Scottish humor. You know his brother's call sign because he's in the Royal Air Force is OB2? Mm-hmm, because he, he's Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's neat, right? Yeah. It's really good. What are you sipping um, on this morning, Tim? I'm sipping on Aztec. I had to think of what I put in, in the uh, coffee machine. Aztec. 
It's like it's my favorite go-to. Like it's just it's just a good, well-rounded morning coffee. So like it just you can't go wrong with Aztec. Low acidity, that's the best part for older men like me, you know, guys who are 40, right? Tim? Oh my 40. oh my god. Okay. All right. So guys, <laughs> there's this TikTok floating around, and it's this guy who he's he's older. He's probably like if if I if you could if you were to ask me how old is this guy? I'd be like, oh, he's probably like in his mid forties, like early fifties. So he's forty. Come to find out, he's forty. But he's got like, he's got the friar tuck kind of haircut going. Like the the uh, he's got like the curly hair kind of go around the sides. Like if this I I I told Kevin like if this guy was to shave his head and put on you know a couple pounds of muscle, he'd look a lot younger. But like this guy's kind of he's dressed like a university professor. Like he just looks like a nice guy. But Kevin. Can't get over to the fact that that guy is 40 and that he is also 40. He's like, mm-hmm. this guy and myself, we do not look the same. One comment salvaged it for me. Someone said that guy is 1980s 40. Because the other guy in the video is like probably more like me and says you are 2020s 40. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that were like were stitching it. They're like, I'm 40, and there's no way. And they're still wearing like their Rugrats t-shirt from 1993, and they still have like their like Blink 182 hat on. So like these guys have not let go of their their childhood. Whereas this gentleman is a little more refined and he's just kind of accepted his age. Kevin. Are you saying I should just accept my age? I'm just saying that you're kind of rebellious. I've always been rebellious. I know, and that's why you and him don't get along. Rebellions are built on hope, Tim. I'm still I'm glad you still have an ounce of hope, Kevin. So anyway, kingscoastcoffee.com. <laughs> it was so dark. I'm glad you just let that go. <laughs> Perfect. Kingscoastcoffee.com. I'm actually drinking um we had my uh soon to be born niece's baby shower over the weekend and the party favors were uh King's Coast. All I heard was my soon to be born. <laughs> I was like, what? No, What's I'm done being that bored? I'm I know, but I, I I totally forgot there was a baby shower, so I was just like, what? Yeah, no, my soon-to-be-born needs this baby shower, so I'm drinking the uh, coffee from that, which it's just Aztec. Um, actually, no, it's Trevor May. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's delicious and wonderful. Kingscoastcoffee.com. We're almost at the end of the month, and Wayne said he had something special planned for you all, so make sure you're following on socials, part of the King's Club, on the newsletter, all that fun stuff. Kingscoastcoffee.com. We are six months away from GCX, less than. Oh, crap. GCXevent.com slash tickets. This is this Why year. Why you is, have to say it like that? Because I, I count down daily. <laughs> uh, but uh, this year, as, as of last week, holy shit. That's the best way I can say this. This year is shaping up to be amazing um very reminiscent of what we we experienced in 2019 with all sorts of fun stuff um you know i i i i'll give you this chat and this is not a promise that this will happen at the event but i met a vendor yesterday that is basically able to help us offer ar experiences to our vendors for you to experience so i'm adding it into our sales pitch when it comes to gcx so um you know tim think uh halo when we went to the halo event oh yeah that was sick yeah so you'll be able to do ar uh experiences with your phone and whatnot um so gcx event.com slash tickets 
and uh yeah it should be uh it's gonna be a good time i promise you this year's gonna be real 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 good uh how was your week um it's been okay kevin um you know video the video game world is very dull at the moment um there's not a lot of like new um that doesn't get you canceled so yeah um yeah so like for for, good caveat there yeah 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 so (laughs) so there's not a lot of new things that you can play that doesn't get you canceled uh or the threat of there um but yeah i mean like overall you know it's just kind of just waiting you know just kind of like as far as the streaming stuff goes it's been all right there um that's it that's all i got yeah like there's like it's just like it's the same like honest honestly the past like couple of weeks have been very like much so just like status quo it's like just just doing that amy's well uh, i guess the newest thing that happened to us is for lab 77 which is the little merch company that amy and i started to make merch for myself um we got the new printer in which i've been like talking about for the longest time so the printer is going to allow us to do like shirts and shit so i'm super excited for that but it's high quality it's not going to be like high quality like it's not going to be like just the direct to garment printer that just kind of just shoots ink on it it's going to be be nice i've been working with tim for five or six years now and i can tell you that tim and quality go together like peanut butter and jelly or Thanks, Kevin. Chocolate and marshmallow and graham crackers. Whatever your poison is, Tim is not someone to cheap out. So if you are uh, buying something from lab, you know it's going to be uh, good quality. So I look what about forward you? to 429. Oh, yeah, it should uh, be a baby, good day. The baby shower and then um, uh, Super Bowl was on Sunday. Uh, did some drinking on Monday. We did. We did some drinking. We filmed uh, some the Scotch part of Star Wars and Scotch on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Um, we we Tim and I were a little tipsy leaving the office. That was a, that was a fun way to start the week. I have I have most of it <laughs> over there now. That was good. That was fun. So closer to GCX, you'll notice if you see the way the bottles are laid out now. When we get to like July, I want you to look again because some of those will be missing. God, Kevin's um, gonna have a binger in the office. That's how I got through 2021, dude. I drank a bottle of Jack that weekend. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> a bottle of Jack. Hey, what we got to do well. sometimes is event uh-huh. organizers. It's fun because I meet other event organizers now. And, um, uh, you know, I met one. I won't say what event it is, but I was talking to him. And he was like, yeah, sometimes I just lay under my desk and cry. And I was like, I, I, I know how you feel. <laughs> I know how you feel. So... GCX, no, GCX would be good this year. It's a great team. Uh, working with your friend Matt, who has just been already out of the gate, is like, wow. So uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. All right, let's talk about Bad Batch. Let's talk about it. You want to talk about today's episode first, then we'll go back to what <sighs> we have to catch up on last week. So you yeah, end on a good note here. Yeah, let's knock the filler out of the park. Go for it. I'm going to let you have at it, dude. What was the fucking point of this episode? <laughs> other than other than Omega is sad. And I feel that and I understand. Like, I mean, they've really been they've been hitting that hard. Like the family's broken apart. Echo left. Like, so she's sad. I get it. Okay. So what was the advances, point? It advances Echo's um story a bit and obviously her emotions. The biggest takeaway for me was the relationship between Echo and Tech. Yeah, but is, never... it necess- but is it necessary from a storytelling point? 
Necessary, no. Filling in blanks along the way with an you know, it's a 16 episode season. I think it's okay to to tell some side story. And this was a to be continued, so we don't know how this part of the Well it's to be continued because end. they've been left on the planet. They don't have a ship. Right. The Marauders. So, gone. Yeah. yeah. But so. that that's part of it too, is Echo didn't have a home. The Marauder was her home, and now her home is gone. Or not sorry, Echo, um Omega. I mean Omega, yeah. Omega's home is gone. Echo is gone. Well, he'll come back, obviously. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be like an Echo, Rex, Crosshair. Everyone gets back together and either fights it out or hugs it out. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if Crosshair is going to join the gang again, but we'll definitely see him I don't again know. soon. We'll see. I just, I don't know. I was kind of kind of let down by this episode. It was, it, you know... It wasn't, I don't even know, I don't even, did they say the planet they were on? I didn't even catch no, that. No, the did. only the only part that record just goes, I hate this planet. <laughs> like, that was it. Oh, I loved, I loved the Lion King scene. Yeah, that was definitely a throwback. It was literally Lion King. Lion King. Yeah. I was waiting for uh, someone to say, uh, what does Scar say when he throws him off? Long live the king. The king. Yeah, something along those lines, but. Obviously, there was no uh, antagonist there to move that along. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I watched the episode and I was like, the only thing I can pull from this is Omega's emotional journey and the relationship with Tech. That was it. That's the only. That's the only part that was of any significance, and that was at the tail end of the episode, anyways, where like Tech is explaining how he processes through his emotions. Like that's like like from a real world application. Like that was nice because it's all about like, hey, we all process shit differently, and instead of like just it all being one way of like, why aren't you angry with me? And like, I like I like I can understand it from like from her point of view. Like she's really upset, and she's like she's upset that no one's upset with her. And I get that deep. I hate it when I'm like upset about something and no one's upset with me about it. I but at the same time, like she needs to understand that you know it's a family and everybody else is processing their emotions their own ways. I think they were learning to, they were learning how each other's emotions work because yeah. tech is factual, straight line. I'm just going to tell you how it is because that's how his brain works. Mm -hmm. And then Omega is, you know, essentially she's still a child to an extent. So she's not dealing with what the change and everything. She thought like, this is my forever family. They're always going to be around, blah, 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 blah. The Marauder's my home. And then two things have been, major things have been taken from her. So she's not dealing with that. So I think they're learning to coexist in an environment where they have to make concessions for the way the other person feels and acts. That was my takeaway from it. So sure. that was it. That's all I got. I don't have anything else for that one. Yeah. I mean, like the caves were cool. Episode eight, however. Yeah, that was really good. Told you. Like it was good. I mean, like honest so I will say the like I was I was, you know, kind of vibing with the episode up until the very end. Then I was hooked. Like as soon as Palpatine shows up at the end, I was like, Yes! Yes. I was like, Oh, homeboy's playing 4D chess again. Oh yeah, dude. He planned this from the get-go. He needed all of those pieces to fall into the right place for him to move this bill along. And I love how no matter what, he was going to win. Like, it was so good. It was just fantastic. I loved everything about it. I love how Rampart just gets fucking framed for everything. Um, it's funny, because a few weeks ago, we were like, oh, man, maybe he'll be a steady villain. It's like, nope, you got Palpatine. Oh, you know, <laughs> Rampart's out of here. He's going to go to jail. Um, and I, I wonder, I wonder, though, 
is this going to be Rampart's like rebel arc where he's just like, fuck the Empire. They screwed me. You know, time to go work with the Rebellion. Either that or we never see him again. Yeah, or he's dead. Yeah. But yeah, so. for the entire from the for the entire genocide of a planet uh, to be put on Rampart, I was pretty. It's pretty solid. Palpatine once again, no matter how the cards played out, he won. Yep, once it again, really, it was well done. It was really really good. As soon as the as soon as the floor opened up, I was like, ooh. Well, I I had a feeling he was going to show up because his his I don't know what that guy's called the Tagruda the blue one that's with him all the time. Yeah, uh, I can't think of his name. But uh, yes. He has a name and, and a title, and I can't remember what it is. Um, so it, it, once I saw him in the first in episode seven, I was like, mm, we may see Palps by the end of this. Because um, he's always next to him when they're in the Senate chamber and they do the, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just, again, I was like, damn. Even if, even if Rampart got his way, Palpatine won. The other way. Palpatine won. He just and that the other thing too is with him is is no one is safe from his will. No one. Because he will take his own men and be like, yeah, you are the cause of these problems, but here is the solution, which is exactly the same solution as the cause. <laughs> and everyone's yep. like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, we can ride with that. Scary yeah. looking man in the black hood that definitely doesn't look evil. Uh-huh. I like how everyone was against it, and then immediately they're just like, "Yeah, no, we agree with you. Of course, we need this thing." So it was, not, it was well done. Not our uh, our uh, friend Bail Organa. He knew. Oh uh, yeah, no, he knew. And even like um, uh, Chuchi, like I mean, like they they all like they all knew. Um, but of course, the rest of the Senate is just a bunch of sheeple. So Chuchi almost felt used, from what I was gathering. Yeah, like, it did. It did feel that way, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, so no it was uh it was it was again, it was a good episode it was a fantastic I episode i really enjoyed it but you know i was just like man that, i wish we had more of those but that can't be every episode of the bad batch because you have to appreciate it when you get to it that's the thing with animated clone wars was the same way if you remember correctly you'd go yes, like I six remember. seven episodes and then you'd have the the three or four that were like oh my gosh and then you'd go back to the filler so it's just the same formula yeah yeah, I would say Rebels was the only one that had more frequent oh, man. moments. Very much. There was a lot more concise storytelling within it. Like, like the gang went from thing to thing and it all made sense as to like why they were doing it. Right. Um, whereas this one's like the gang, the gang goes and does a side job for, you know, for one person and then goes and does a job for another person. And then they kind of like Rebels fall into that. it. Rebels did have that because I remember during the Bendu oh, episodes. Yeah. There were so many filler episodes in that time frame. I'm like, get to the point of what the hell this neutral force being is doing with Ezra and and Kanan. I was like almost getting frustrated because it was taking so long for them to get to the resolution there. Um, you know, Rebels 2 gets kind of masked because when you get to like the Mandalorian episodes with Sabine, you're by that point, you're just so enthralled that like any yeah. of the shit episodes you just forgot about because you're like, oh, my God, Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. also just like I've gotten so used to like the hour long runs and yeah. like having more content. I think like the 20, like the 26 minutes, like like little short episodes like that would work. Like if it was still like on TV, I guess, you know, like if you're looking for like, you know, ad breaks and things like that. But it's just like it still is just 
it feels slow. And I think that's I think that's my problem is like I have a hard time just enjoying just like just the content for the content. And I'm looking for I'm looking for the story. I'm looking for like all of like the little things, whereas I'm just not I guess not really just enjoying the visuals for for it. But I guess it's just also from like a content perspective, like for us, like I'm like, oh, man, I would love to have things to talk about and to you know, to, to, to expand upon, um, to theory craft. And so it's just like, there's nothing really like these episodes like really give right now outside of just like the, it's the fun little adventure. So like, I, I have a hard time with bad batch. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I had more fun with season one than I've had so far with season two, but even season one had like, had low points as well. So we, um, in, in not next week, but the week after you'll have plenty to watch. So yeah, I'm curious to see how that's gonna how that's all gonna fan out as far as like how do, how do you watch all this? Could you imagine? I know this is not happening, and I'm not saying it in a way that it's gonna happen. I'm just being a fan. Could you imagine some sort of crossover in the story? I know they're in two different time periods. I'm not saying that either, but somehow, some way, like we get live action bad batch. <laughs> It would be so old. They would be. They'd be as old as they would be well, so old. Is their their aging is the same as regular clones? Even yeah, they're, they're the yeah. I would assume so. I mean, like they're they're also like some of the originals, right? So Omega would would be the one that we could see if anything. That could be plausible. But I would see her more in Book of Boba Fett. But Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett are also like uh, this. Yeah, but I don't. I still don't know what that has to do with like them out in man unless it's going to be like the whole like it's going to take like two episodes or three episodes for them to build up before they go to mandalorian so maybe the only the only thing i could see because there will be filler episodes in mandalorian they're almost definitely the only thing i could see is some link back to that facility on um what's grief's planet the one that they start on oh that had the imperial base that they raided it's on the tip of my tongue i i uh I'll look it up while I'm saying this, but remember that facility had those things in those pods and you and I were going back and forth about what it could be. We thought it Uh might be early Snoke stuff. That could be the only link in the show that I could see linking back to shit you're right we still have a, we still have a lot of that like Dr. Pershing and stuff because like we see him in the trailer. He's in and he's on Coruscant. Oh, it's gonna be really. I wonder if we actually get to go into the cloning stuff more and like with like Grogu because they say Grogu's Navarro, they said that Grogu's going to be a bigger part to this season. So yeah, I we, wonder if the whole cloning and M count and all that stuff is going to be heavier this time around. Because yeah. there's a lot left there that we, like, that was like, that was heavy in the beginning and then they didn't really touch on it anymore. And then the Bad Batch ends up with going to that cloning facility that where Luke's hand's supposed to be. Right. So, so there could be some correlation through all of that. We know we know there's some sort of emphasis on cloning over the past few years with the Disney storytelling. We do not know what it is. We still right. have not gotten to the point of it. Like we know cloning plays some sort of role. Obviously, we can link it back to Snoke being a failed clone. You know, the Bad Batch is a great example, decommissioning of the clones. But why is Dr. Pershing in the future so important? Could Grogu right. be a clone? Like we don't like we don't know. He could be a yeah. Yoda clone for all we know. Um, so it, it there's a lot to unpack there. And on that note, um, I don't remember where we got this from. Paul, if you could cite it, that'd be great. I can pop it in there. 
Uh, but Grogar to be more involved than ever. There will be things in season three that once again have people talking about Grogu in incremental ways. He's growing as a character and in this partnership with Mando. As this relationship grows, Grogu has to become more central in things that are going on. So instead of our cute little sidekick who occasionally uses the force to save dad's ass, yeah. um, he's going to be more central in the storytelling aspect, which we started to see in Book of Boba Fett anyway. We saw that start to come about. So um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Also, the trailer you're all raving about, it's all the same footage we've seen. It's just recycled. And yeah, I mean, like people were talking about how they could like see like his his like best car, like chain mail that was like underneath his his robe. So people are like, oh, my gosh, like he's going to be the first ever. Je he's going to be the second ever Jedi Mandalorian and like all these things, because like they they really think like that from what I've seen and what I've like I've heard people say, like they really think that Mando like during the season, Mando is going to be training him in the ways of being a Mandalorian. And so like, I wonder, I wonder if like that whole, they remember that, remember the, um, the, 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 the art that was done of Grogu, like grown up and he's like in like best car yep. with his helmet off and he's levitating and he's like yep. making the ball spin. Like, I wonder if that's going to come to fruition. I wonder if that's the direction they really want to go with Grogu is like, he's this, this hybrid. He'd be the, uh, I forget which Vizsla it is that wields the Darksaber or forges the Darksaber originally. But essentially, yeah, so they yeah, make him the, the second thing. ever Jedi Mandalorian. Uh, I'm going to look at it. Is it which Mandalorian was a Jedi? Tar Vizsla. So, yeah, I mean, that could be where we're headed. It would yeah. take time, though, because of Grogu's aging. That's the only thing that I could see causing a problem. Like, you're talking. Oh, no, I'm not saying like the end of season three, like that's where it would be. I'm saying like the end goal for Grogu, whatever they do with this character, wherever we end up with him, I feel like that's going to be his. So if if the rumors are true about, you know, continuing Ray's story post episode nine, that no. is the only place I could see Grogu fitting in based on the way he ages. I thought they said they were going to leave it alone. They said no more Skywalker saga. They're not going to fucking leave it alone. Leave it alone. We learn anything. We don't get what we want. We get what they give us. I just, I don't want any more Skywalker stuff. That's what Damon Lindelof's movie is in, is post episode nine. Yeah, but we don't know how far post episode nine. Are you, you're pinning your hope on it being that Visions episode that you love so much. I really <laughs> want it to be the ninth <laughs> Jedi so badly. Because it's such a great time period. This idea of going so far into the future, you've forgotten your past. It's so awesome. And it's a great way to just like just say fuck it to everything else that's happened because you don't remember. It's all oh, it's man. all it's all lore at that point. It's all just stories and and fictional adaptations, you know. It's just like it's I think it's a great idea. I'm not saying it's not a great idea. I'm just saying I don't think that's what's what's going to happen. So I'm just setting your expectations. I swear to God, if we pick up episode 10 on Tatooine, I'm going to throw something. With Ray's music and she's just walking. Yeah, and it's, just, it's literally like the ending of episode 9 and episode 10 starts with Luke and Leia's force ghost just standing there. Son of a bitch. <laughs> We shall see. But yeah, I, there's the idea that Grogu is going to mature into that by the end of the Mandalorian. It's just, it doesn't add up. Also, the rumors are Mandalorian's not going past season five anyway. 
which I think is a good thing. I feel like that's the sweet spot for most shows. Five seasons? Five-ish. Like, uh, Battlestar Galactica was four. Game of Thrones overstayed their welcome past seven. Yeah, but I mean, like, it didn't really get good until, like, season... Well, season three. one was really good. Season two sucked ass. Season three was decent. Yeah, I would say it, it got goes, good it up until... It goes steadily up from season three. Season six is amazing. Yeah, and then after that, it kind of starts to suck again. So Season seven's still good, but it, you can start to see the decline happen. And then season mm-hmm. eight, you're just like... Like, there's a fucking Starbucks cup in the shot. What are you doing? Yeah. And season eight, too. The thing is, is like, there's some good storytelling in it. Like, Sansa's story in season eight is so good. Yeah. But it's just overshadowed by all the garbage. Kind of like episode eight with Finn and Rose. Oh my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, forced. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I would say like five ish, somewhere in that range is, is the sweet spot. So, um, you know, wrap that story up and move on to the next live action thing. We're all for that. I don't need you telling 20 seasons of Mandalorian story. You could tell other Mandalorian stories, but Din's story can be, you know, we'll close the book and move on. Where's Pedro? Give me that, Pedro. Uh, that Grogu coat was from uh, um, director uh, Rick Famuyiwa. So uh, I trust him because he did, he directed some of uh, the best Mandalorian episodes. The heist. He did the heist episode, which is one of my. Oh, favorites. Rick! He's the one that always wears the baseball cap. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah, the Dodgers cap. Like, yep. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, he's but. good. He's good. Um, cool. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna pay some bills. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for more Star Wars and Scotch. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And we're back. Uh, Dave Filoni reveals how Clone Wars helped Mandalorian writing process. Find this interesting. Go on. I think things can continue on and your adventure continues every day. I used to think about Clone I used to think about it with Clone Wars all the time. When is that battle over? When is that struggle over? Because it culminates in Revenge of the Sith. But that can't be the ending for the sh- that show, even though that's the ending of that era that took a while to figure out and he's right when you're telling an evergreen story that takes place over millennia just because you close the chapter doesn't mean the book is closed right. i agree with that yeah middle Fair. earth does it narnia did it they're doing it with westeros now um all the world marvel marvel does it dimension wise which is cool they like every other story is like here let me face the camera every other story is like this side to side or um a timeline marvel goes sideways dc does the same thing where they tell you the same story the same eras same characters different experiences different people different things so um which uh um, dc seems to be doing in that flash movie that they probably shouldn't be releasing that they decided to drop a trailer of during the super bowl and i'm like oh god yeah i was like i thought we were done with the oh okay i thought we were yeah i thought we were not gonna do the ezra miller thing yeah but here Uh, we are i mean Seeing Michael cool Keaton as Batman. Seeing he Michael Keaton, is, he, he would look great. And if you look closely at the Batman costumes, I mean, as a Batman fan, you could probably crank one out seeing what costumes are sitting in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you see the tumbler from from Christian Bale's in the trailer. So it's like. Okay. It's supposed to, this is supposed to fix the DCU. Like, it's supposed to fix it all. So Yeah, well, it's, it's Ezra Miller. Supposedly, though, um, the Flash from the CW is in it. I don't know his name. Wait, Jordan? 
What? Jordan? Is that his name? Wasn't Jordan Fisher in The Flash? No, no, the, the guy who plays The Flash is in this too. The one on the CW show? Yeah, it wasn't... Jordan wasn't... Fisher wasn't The Flash, though. Who he was, was he made... in... Who was he in... He was on the show, I know that. He wasn't The Flash. Oh, he wasn't The Flash? Who was he then? Unless he was in that... Um... Oh, he was Bart Allen. He was Impulse. Ah, okay. Mm, got it. Sorry, this this shows Jordan and I didn't watch your show. Sorry. I know, honestly, I I've never watched The Flash show on don't, CW. The I only, don't care. I don't, the only, it's on the CW. I don't watch CW. The only CW DC show that I watched, because all the other ones I tried to watch, I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this, was Arrow. Arrow was fantastic. I heard Arrow is amazing. Arrow was fantastic. It's also because Steve Stephen Amnell is a huge nerd. So, you know, when it's like Cavill when they throw themselves oh, yeah, into he just the role. Eats, yeah, he just eats the role up. Yeah, so uh, I still think he should be Green Arrow uh, in in James Gunn's universe, but that's a selfish thing. Anyway, back to Dave Filoni. So, yeah, when you're telling the stories, you know, you can't just, like, end it there. You have to move forward with what's happening next. And you have to take that into consideration, too, especially when you're telling a story out of order, which seems to be the new, I don't want to say the new hottest, but it seems to be the way stories are told now. Are it. Yeah. Well, I think it's because... A good story is told within a certain timeline, and then it's like, all right, we can build on this world mm -hmm. and flesh it out further. That's if you look at Lord of the Rings, that's how The Hobbit was made. He wrote yeah. that story as a bedtime story for his son. And the ring had there was no malicious ring; it was just a ring that gave Bilbo invisibility. And then all of a sudden, the ring became the central force behind all of the evil, and it cascaded. Yeah, it's from turning there. it into a platform and not just these ancillary stories exactly exactly and we see it in gaming we're, we're seeing more and more games move to the platform method rather than you know to the biggest of mishaps two of the biggest mistakes in gaming in my opinion was destiny 2 and division 2 trying to reinvent the wheel yeah when you should have just built a platform i think wow is the perfect example of building a platform that game's how old now almost 20 yeah. 20 uh -huh. years i think it's 18 years and um it's 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 a platform and they've improved the graphics and they've done all this stuff over time so yeah um uh like the last so, of us is like they they're gonna they're gonna do for the next one it's just gonna be this big open world multiplayer game but it's within okay. the last of us universe which is pretty sick you got I mean, like it part sense. one and part two and then you've built up all the stuff around it and then you just throw your your fan base into an open world let them tell their own stories and no spoilers because I know a bunch of you are playing it now because you you watch the show and you're like, okay, I need to experience this. First of all, welcome to the trauma. You'll never, ever be able to escape it. It'll haunt you for the rest of your life. But it is one of the best stories that's ever been told. Second, there's nowhere to go after Last of Us 2. <laughs> the, no. The story's I mean, like you, Okay. Well, I don't know, dude. Okay. Can we spoil, <laughs> Can we talk about this for a second? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to give him, give him like a second to mute it. Okay, so the way that Ellie, like, just walks off at the end, like, you could totally tell, like, that's where it picks up. You have to finish Ellie's story, and it ends Ow. with her, it ends with her dying. She dies so you, at the end. You just want to go further down the depression hole with Ellie? Yeah, and really you got, you have to. You watch Joel get his head beaten in. You have to watch Ellie die. And right, then and he I'll picks and and then you know who picks up the mantle? It's going to be her, it's going to be the, the, the white, the girlfriend and the, and the daughter. 
I was gonna say the girlfriend. Like, can't they just live happily ever after? But they do without Ellie, because Ellie's the problem. Ellie has Ellie. The problem is, is Ellie's gone through so much trauma, is that she yearns for it now, and so she's at this point mentally where she's lost everyone that she loves. Like, no one's there. So what does she have left? All she has is this anger and this sense for revenge. So do let you, her have it. You want to play another game where you're Ellie and probably another character like they did. Which would be utter, somehow it would be more depressing than one and two. Because at least mm -hmm. one has a happy has, ending. It has two, to be a very dark tone. Two was like, one, one was a happy ending. Two was like. Two was traumatic as fuck throughout the entire game like it wasn't mm -hmm. just the beginning and then you thought you off. were done and they threw you back into it no yeah they were like hey have fun uh so you want to do this again and have ellie die at the end and it sounds like simply for closure that's all you're getting you're not that's getting all but that's what you need it, they, they have to round this out you can't just the let her just walk off into layla the sunset. is that the white the girlfriend's name layla i don't remember it's been a bit uh ellie's girlfriend last of us dina 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 the only way i'm okay with that is if ellie dies and it's dina somewhere very safe with the child playing and no That's what harm I'm saying. will come to them because that when i watched hawkeye i told you this when i watched hawkeye the whole time i sat there and i go i swear to god Clint needs yeah. to go home and stay home and that's you the want last him to have time a christmas i ever want to see him that's it i don't uh -huh. ever want to see him again ever uh -huh. ever he had a happy ending and that's i'm done i don't want to see hawkeye let Kate take up the mantle and she can be the new Avenger and we'll mm -hmm. move on with our lives. I swear to God, if I see Clint outside of a cameo, like saying, hello, what's up? Everything's great. And my family's happy. I will be pissed because I got my closure. If they do mm -hmm. that and they kill Ellie and I get to see Dina and the kid. Okay. I would do it again. But aside from that, I don't want to like, I don't, don't want to do it. I could see it is like, she finds a letter. Like at the end, she would find a letter from Ellie and it would be like this apology letter. And at the very end, it's all about how she loves her and like it was the best thing that ever happened to her, like all that stuff. And like, that's how the game ends. That's I, how I, I would do that. If I, I was the producer it. on The Last of Us Part 3, that's how I would end it. Neil Druckmann, if you're listening, you're probably not. There you go. Tim and I will work on the game if you'd like us to. Yeah. Oh, I've got this whole thing cooked up in my head. But but I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to I think they're going to let it lie. Because it seems like they're very invested in they're because they said they're they're not doing another Uncharted and they're not sure if they're gonna do a part three. They're like, if the time's right and like we feel motivated by a story, we'll do it. But it seems like they're all in on this open world game. But Uncharted also had the perfect ending. Uncharted Four had an amazing ending. So like, I agree. I wouldn't touch endings. it. I I got like so emotional at that ending because as a, as a dad, I was just like, oh my god, like yes, move. Let's cool and if they want to tim in 10 years she can be the new treasure hunter and she can take over and she can be the star of the game if they mm -hmm. want to if not cool they lived happily mm -hmm. ever after and they're going on adventures in my head anyway so that's it like i don't want just ellie to die i need dina and the child to be okay to go into that world and do that again because i'm completely fucked in the head from that game those games <laughs> It's the only game I got off stream and had to drink scotch at three in the afternoon because I needed to settle down my nerves because I was just on 11. Holy shit. Yeah, I got off. I was on Mixer. I'll never forget. I walked in. My wife's like, sees me walk by and then she's like, how was stream? I was like, ah, oh, you know. And then she hears a glass clink. She's like, what are you, are you okay? <laughs> and she sees me walking outside. I'm like, I just need to sit outside. I'll be fine. I need this. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah i don't even we got on that from the amazing writing in last of us um Dave also said, I think that in some ways you want each season to have a feeling of an ending, but in a lot of what I've done, I don't like hard endings. Yes, I have learned that about Dave Filoni never, never completely shuts the door. Look at the book of Boba Fett. He always leaves it open a crack just in case. And I think that's actually good writing. It is good writing, 100%, because it allows, it allows for two things. It allows your audience to continue the story in their head. It allows them to build fan fiction and all that stuff. Because if you have a hard close and you're like, okay, this is how it ends, it doesn't allow them to expand and, and build out any content. Right. Two, it allows them to create more content around those things. So it's like, it's it's self-serving and it's also, it's really great for fan service as well. Right. Like Obi-Wan, like we know how Obi-Wan dies, but the end of Obi-Wan, the show, like allows you to wonder, okay, what do him and Qui-Gon do? But it also allows them to, if they want to, tell more stories with Obi-Wan and his learnings with Qui-Gon and more. So like, I'm glad they didn't just hard cut that. Yeah, I mean, they had to walk us to the front door and either they'll continue to tell the story so he can teach it to Yoda or we know what happens in our head anyway. So the story doesn't need to be told, but yeah, maybe they'll bring it back and they'll tell it. Maybe... Honestly, Tim, maybe they're waiting for you and to get a little bit older to keep telling the story. Maybe. You know? I mean, like, yeah. And then, like, Book of Boba Fett, the way that it ends, I mean, it's it's Boba Fett and his gang of Power Rangers just hanging out. Like, they could get into so much more mischief. I agree. I, I just didn't like the Power Rangers. I wasn't. I love the Power Rangers in their 1950 scooters. It was fantastic. Oh, it felt so awkward. <laughs> felt out of place. And they went I so slow. <laughs> I did like the modding tattoo guy. I was like, oh, that'd be me in the Star Wars universe. I would just be half machine. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. cool. The one guy had and the he... cyborg guy. I mean, like it was, I mean, it was cool, but I mean, like, yeah, it was out of place, but it was fun. It fit for Boba Fett. Yeah. I, I, I'm again, I, I think people gave Boba Fett undue hate. That wasn't necessary. Um, you know, and, do, do you know who also gave uh, a, a Star Wars shows a lot of hate? Uh, the the now Andor fans. I just hi hey. I know it's you. I know you love Andor now. We were telling you that from the beginning. The amount of people that lately, Kevin, that have come into chat, and they're like, "Hey, I watched Mando or I watched Andor all the way through, and it's great." I'm like, what did we, thank you. What did we, we say that from the beginning? What did we say? We said people would catch up eventually. They'd watch it over Christmas vacation. They'd watch it when they got time. You know, you got to remember, too, on top of all of that, how inundated with shows we there are. At so this much point. shit. Uh -huh. Because the, the people that grew up like us that are nerds are now making the shows that we want to see. That's the thing. Like Last of Us is a live action television show is not something I thought I'd ever see. It's so very good. exciting to watch oh it God, and so experience good. the trauma all over again in a, in a different way. Yeah, and, and I the best part for me is is watching my wife experience the trauma. It's like, ah, oh, you didn't get to do it the first time. Now you get to do it with me this time around. Like the like the whole brothers thing. I forgot about that until they got to a specific part when they got to the motel. And I went, oh, I forgot about this part. And Amy goes, What? I'm like, don't worry about it. My wife, my wife watched it, the first episode with me. She wants to watch more now. I'm like, I don't know why you hate zombies. She did this with Walking Dead, too, and she decided to tag along for the journey and then would complain about, oh, this is scary. I'm like, what do you, what do you expect? So she's, she's along for this journey, and we're watching the beginning, and um, she's like, wait, is that Ellie? I'm like, 
She's like, are you saying she's gonna? <laughs> and she goes, how? And I go, mm. <laughs> I was like, they might change it. They might make me relive the horror all over again. I'm not sure how Neil Druckmann's running this show. And lo and behold, right. I was like, ah, we decided to do it almost like, exactly like it. Like a cookie person. cutter. <laughs> uh she was like that was dark i was like oh sweetheart that is nothing for this story <laughs> yep you don't even know so yeah i i really like the way he writes and i think um you know like we said even if it goes to season five he's gonna leave the door open to see din again in other adventures or or whatever it may be i don't think he'd go back and do a season six but I do think he would always say, like, yeah, Din might be back. Obviously, Grogu will be used again because Grogu's not going to be a one-off character. There's no way in hell. The amount of merchandise that little green oh thing Oh, my sells. God. He moves Oof. so much, dude. Like, I mean, hello. Hi. Look how cute this coffee mug is. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. Adorable. Like, I mean, between things. between our families alone, Tim and I probably have close to $1,000. Oh, I have so much Grogu, Grogu paraphernalia in my house just because Kyler loves it. I'm like, yeah, that's cute. Of course. Why not? I have a Star Wars stuff, dude. Like Kyler has these five minute Star Wars stories. He knows where Luke Skywalker's planet is. He knows what it's called. He knows that it's called Octo. How many people know where Luke Skywalker lives? Very many, but my three year old does. As he reads the books. As he reads the books. Mm -hmm. Have you finished Jedi? Just lightsabers. I have $607 worth of lightsabers sitting in my house. So, yay, Star Wars. Did you finish Jedi? Oh, yeah, I finished it like two weeks ago. We'll have to talk about it next week. Did you finish it? No. Right, I have like, so I have like three hours. Yeah, 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 I got to finish it. I'm just saying. like, finish. I'll finish it this week. It's so good, though. So good. My favorite like moment it. is still the wedding, though, in all of the iRepublic. The wedding. Is oh, it's just, so good, dude. I want to see that in live action so badly. Wow. With the music. It's so good. Yes. Um, so this story sucked, but had a happy ending. So obviously, Peter Mayhew passed a few years ago now, I think. Um, original actor who played Chewbacca. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll read this and we can discuss it. Health problems prevented Peter Mayhew from retrieving, uh, his, uh, Star Wars memorabilia from his attic when he moved. So the house's new owners took custody of the possessions. Sure. Time passed and the abandoned merchandise was recently put up for auction. That's when the late actor's wife, Angie Mayhew got word of the potential sale and tweeted her dismay that the items were to be sold. The auctioneer Angus. So keep in mind the story paused there. There was a point where that was all we knew was like that his everything he collected as as Chewbacca's actor was being sold, and the family wasn't getting anything from it. The foundation wasn't getting anything from oh, it. Oh wow! These people were benefiting from it. Yeah. So there was a point when this was all we knew. The auctioneer Angus Ashworth stepped in after finding out. Uh, finding out, out about Angie's tweet, and he worked things out with the owners who were glad to give the items back to the nonprofit, the Peter Mayhew Foundation. The monetary value of this lot is fairly modest, but knowing how much it means to the foundation and given that it had been in the attic for over 24 years, wow. the vendors are quite happy to donate it to the foundation and have permanently uh, within their personal collection, not-for-profit, so that fans can access it in perpetuity. Oh, so the place it's going, will the fans will still have access to it, and the money that it was used to purchase it goes to the Peter Mayhew Foundation. So, That's so awesome! Yeah, it would seem to be a story. I know Mark Hamill got involved. 
Um, and what seemed to be a story that was like, oh, and it probably knowing the power of the internet and how crazy Star Wars fans are, they wouldn't have been able to sell it and like get away with it anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad everyone did the right thing because, you know, the bad press and all that stuff would have buried you. In Most the ground definitely. Anyway. And honestly, like you said, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a modest amount. So it probably what a couple hundred thousand bucks, maybe. It's still, it's, it's, it's good that it ended up in the right place. Right. And it benefited the foundation, which was important to his family. So another happy ending. Uh, we, That's we a nice feel good story. Wednesday story. Yeah. Yeah. You That's can nice. go into your week now knowing that there are still good people out there doing good things. And, and uh, uh, I'm uh, again, Star Wars community. I like hearing stories like this. Good people. Yeah. The actors are good. So, I mean, like we, we got a good thing going here. Don't, don't screw it up by yelling at them and getting upset and stuff. Like everybody chill and stop. Yeah, be stop, nice. Stop. Stop with the Kathleen Kennedy's getting fired videos. It's been three or four years now and she's still not fired. Can we just wait until she gets like retired? She's going to retire. And then we can have a, we can have a retirement party for her. She's been, there since, she's been there since the eighties or nineties. Like chill out. She's not going anywhere. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like we can like once once Dave takes her her job. Do you think Dave wants her job though? Because then Dave has to do Willow and Indiana Jones stuff. Oh. Probably not. I think Dave just wants to work on Star Wars. I think so too. He's just a big Star Wars. Well, he's just like he's a nerd. Right. He just wants to do nerdy stuff. Have you watched Willow? Is it any good? I have one episode left. All right. It is Disney's attempt at getting into the fantasy hype. Mm -hmm. It continues the feeling of Lucas trying to have a fantasy counterpart to Star Wars that mimics the levity, but also the seriousness of Star Wars. So it does take that into consideration. See the fan service if you like if you went and watched willow the movie and then you watch the series you'll pick up on more of the fan service and it makes it a bit more enjoyable mm -hmm. some of the characters are horribly written um oh. or horribly acted i haven't figured out which one it is yet but others are good it is great to see um god i forgot his name the actor that plays willow good god i know you're talking about though no i need to know his name Warwick Davis, he's R2-D2 as well. It's great to see him. He does a great job. Um, they like to try and surprise you sometimes, but they also love the throwbacks. They also do it the way that Lucas did it, where the costumes and the props are practical, just like the old Willow to keep in continuity. That's nice. So here's my final say on it. It's like a 6 out of 10, and it's worth a watch if you're into fantasy stuff. That's That would be it to pass on it the one thing they do that pisses me off is they're trying to be you know how game of thrones would end an episode and like it would be like a mod, more modern song than like a fantasy yes they do that sometimes during an episode oh and it, it couldn't be more out of place yeah that's it's weird it couldn't be more out of place and it just completely kills your immersion in that moment okay. so that is one of the the whole that's probably the worst part about the show is they do that it's only like once per episode but it's still like like why why are you doing this so um yeah it's my two cents yeah well if dave would have to do willow stuff he'd probably say now indiana jones is gonna be over after this after this movie so unless they pass the mantle that would be the only way it would 
maybe. But I mean, like they um, did you see like the de aging stuff they did on on Harrison Ford? Yeah, looks awesome. Looks people are amazing. doing it on TikTok now. And I saw him and it. It's and stuff. terrifying. Yeah. How easy it's crazy. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like as long as you have enough, you know, video evidence of you in the past or pictures and stuff, like you can de-age yourself. It's just, just insane. Yeah, it's crazy. The future's wild, man. Well, we'll see. I did you, yeah. and you sent me the the Kendrick Lamar voice one. That one was terrifying too. Oh yeah, that was pretty creepy, man. Yeah, the next couple of years is gonna be wild. Well, that's why. I mean, that's why. Uh, you know, for Darth Vader, why they're just gonna just gonna synthesize his voice for everything else now. Yeah, you don't really need to do anything else. So wild. The future's okay. here, Kevin. Yeah, I know it's a little scary, but I wonder what Star Wars movies time. are gonna be like in like five to ten years. Gonna be nuts. You know, we're not getting any movies in five. To 10 years. <laughs> there's there's hope, Kevin. There's always hope. Well, thank you so much for watching and listening to episode 119 of Star Wars and Scotch. We got one more episode with no Mandalorian, and then Tim and I are in, yes. in so, so much close. Mando. You're gonna, you're gonna be, you're just gonna be drowning in Mando and Bad Batch oh. in two weeks. Exciting, drowning, drowning. Uh, make up. sure you go. Check out Kings Coast Coffee, kingscoastcoffee.com. Get those GCX tickets. I'm not lying when I say this is going to be a good year. GCXevent.com slash tickets. Make sure you go check out Tim, fb.gg slash darkness429. He's darkness429 everywhere on the internet. He streams Monday through Friday, 9 a.m.-ish Eastern. Uh, you can go in and, and just uh, uh, enjoy his, his, his lovely, lovely community, who I just love to get them riled up every day. It's so much fun. Um, don't think I forgot about the cow, by the way. Uh, what cow? Oh, mm. you you forgot apparently. There's the cow, the calf. Oh no! <laughs> it's I didn't forget. Oh, I they're so forget. thirsty. You missed my comment that day when I said, "Tim, I got a cow guy. I can have a cow on your lawn by noon Eastern if you like." <laughs> no, stop with the cows. Uh, and you can check me out. Everything I do is at rarejob.co. But if you want to chat with me, it's Kmagic going on on Instagram, Kevin Exhibition on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week for episode 120. Man, we were so close to having 120 beat Mandalorian and be off by 120. Damn. Oh, well, 121 for Mando. That's the one to look forward to. We just, oh, I mean, like, what if? Now nah, we'll figure it out later. We'll see you in the next one. Week off. May the force be with you. <laughs> Always. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.